0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you, Bobby, and hello.
0: Hello. Yes, it's an exciting new year. Lots of things going on. We can reflect now on what happened legislatively or what didn't happen at the end of last year and uh, talk a little bit about what's going to happen in this year now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the first time we've had a chance to talk since the end of year legislative package. End of year, of course, being 2022, not 2023, the year we're in. There was a lot of deal making at the end, or I should say, maybe from what I've heard, an appetite, not so much an appetite for deal making. Of the two major bills that had impact on labs, there was, of course, Salsa, which was a permanent fix to. To PAMA and the reimbursement cuts of PAMA, and then ballot, valid. VALID did not pass. It was not introduced as part of the end-year legislative package. I have heard that there is continued interest on the Hill, as they say, to look at VALID, But the reality is that this year was a big year because there was a funding for FDA that it comes every five years that was due. So that tends to be when that funding is due. Tends to be when we see legislative bills that affect FDA go. So we'll have to wait and see on that, but. We also have to wait and see. We don't know yet what the FDA is going to do because, as you and I talked about beforehand, there was a lot of interest all the way up to Commissioner Caleb, who I had a chance to speak with on occasion to see something happen. So now we just don't know what will happen. We'll just have to wait and see. For Salsa, I guess there was very difficult to get any of the, the entitlement spending passed permanently because there's a, a neutrality they go for where you're going increase spending on something, you decrease spending on something else. So as a result, we got a one year delay that was passed, but not a permanent fix. So that means that that issue is still very pressing for all of us. And the clock is already running now, because if you think about it, we don't really have that much time before we'd be looking at this expiring again. And, you know, there's concern now with the challenges they had even electing a Speaker of the House, how challenging will it be to get legislation through this year? I mean, there was so much energy and it's sort of like kind of resolved, but kind of not. So we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, the take-home message I have is that both of them are basically going to be a wait-and-see situation, what's going to happen with future legislation, what's going to happen with the FDA, and and I think that there's still an opportunity that they're going to pursue for overseeing lab-developed tests, and we're just going to have to now understand what that is without the framework of valid.
1: Yep, exactly. I think the two most important things are for all of our listeners and watchers on the YouTube channel to stay engaged. Particularly with the reimbursement, because we know that there's only a one year delay on the PAMA cuts. So that means advocacy is going to be important. I know that the stop lab cuts now effort actually, there were tens of thousands of people that participated, sent in messages to legislators, and it made a difference in terms because actually there were very few even delays that got put into the final omnibus package. So that was impactful to stay engaged there. And I suppose we'll just have to wait and see with the FDA. If it does look like the FDA is going to be proactive in using device regulation, then it might be good for you and I to discuss sometime what's the difference between FDA acting unilaterally and what are some of the pros comparatively to a legislative solution. But we'll just have to see on that one.
0: So that's it for now. We'll keep an eye on that and uh, yep. be more to come. Well, what's new in your world? Because you're traveling right now. So there's yeah, so, more coming.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm at the JP Morgan. Healthcare conference in San Francisco right now. This is my first day here. It's an interesting environment because this is typically where there's a lot of biotech companies, a lot of investors, and a lot of pharma companies. So you get a real read for what is the investment appetite, what kind of things are quote, hot in healthcare. Uh, interestingly, diagnostics, which were very much of interest to investors with COVID, there that's kind of cooled a little bit. And there are some companies that are that are really struggling right now particularly in the genomic space. We've heard, you know, have been in the news. So it'll be interesting what they're looking for there. It just gives you a read for where we'll see activity in healthcare based on where people plan on investing. So it's uh, my first day. We'll kind of see how things go, but uh, it'll be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot still in at-home testing, digital diagnostics, data platform. Those will be, I think, some of the hot topics this year, if you will, for investors. And I think they're also hot topics for healthcare as well.
0: Well, they really are. And I was gonna ask you about at-home testing because there were some uh, posts on social media that were widely circulating of some at-home tests that are available outside of the US but are not FDA approved or emergency use authorized in the US so we can't get a hold of them. Multiplex tests that'll detect flu, RSV, and COVID all at once. And a lot of people are asking, when can I get these? I've had colleagues and friends ask me, where can I buy one of these? I think that there's going to be that increased push for all the reasons we've talked about. People really enjoy and have gotten used to the ability of being able to do an at-home test, at least for COVID.
1: It'll be interesting, again, to see what companies are attracting investors, because as you know, there's a lot of startups or newer companies in the space of at-home testing. The environment from an investor perspective is a little bit muted because there's expected recession. You know, that's one of the financial economic concerns for 2023. But even with that, the prevailing thought is that in remote work and this kind of blended remote in-person work is probably here to stay. And I think that as much as anything will drive the at-home test because then people want to know, gosh, if I feel sick, should I take a test? A lot of times employers might even want evidence of that, or if you have a positive test, give you different accommodations for remote work. So yeah, I do think that this idea of remote diagnostics and at-home diagnostics is something that we're gonna see a lot of energy around this year. And this will be the year, I think, that of all the things that we speculated, how things might change for labs with COVID, as COVID gets into the more, I know and there's still things happening with COVID and variants and a lot of the activity in China, but the reality is I I think this will be the year that we get a good read as to what were the things that we thought were gonna happen, Because of COVID, how many those things actually come to fruition?
0: Yeah, and how many things that started during COVID will stick around? At home work and hybrid work, yes, we're still seeing some of that, although I've also seen people starting to go back to -to face-to-face meetings and rejoicing in the ability to go back face-to-face. But I will also tell you that I've myself personally, I've been receiving invitations to do more virtual presentations more than ever. And I've also even considered converting some invitations I received for face-to-face to to virtual. When someone wants me to fly across the country to give a one-hour talk and then fly back, I think, well, is that really the best use of time and resources and of course the impact it has on our planet? So I don't know, we have options now. It'll be interesting, like you said, to see what's gonna happen and what we've predicted out of that, what will come true.
1: Yeah, sure enough. Last year, we were in the midst of the Omicron surge. I remember at the end of 2021, there was a thought mm-hmm. that 2022, we were going to really be where we are to now. And then Omicron started, of course, in South Africa in November. And by this time of year, this conference I'm at was canceled again, even though they had planned to have it. So It'll be interesting to see what happens with China. I think there is another new variant, which is more transmissible than any previously identified, right, that's out there? Yeah, the
0: XBB.1.5. The World Health Organization gave a live briefing on January 4th and called it the most infectious to date, but not the deadliest. But we do see it now causing about a third of all the new infections in the U.S., so it's definitely here. And there have been increasing cases in recent weeks. So now people are saying that, well, the CDC and others are warning us that we may need to go back to remasking in large areas. I actually never stopped in really large crowds. I always put my mask on. That'll probably be more commonplace again.
1: I certainly didn't airport. So because airports are very crowded. So I guess in summary, going into 2023, we're worried about lab reimbursement. We're worried about what's going to happen with FDA, and and also we're still watching COVID. So maybe things aren't changing as much rapidly as we thought they were. I don't know.
0: No, probably not. And We'll keep an eye on the at-home testing market and see where that goes. And I think the message, as we've had before, is for us involved in laboratory medicine, we need to be at the table and we need to know what these tests are and play a role in how they're used in our healthcare systems.
1: Yep, absolutely. And then the other thing to watch over the course of the year will be the recovery of healthcare and healthcare workers and the burnout i mean those are things that are still very much front of my concerns financial performance of healthcare many health organizations has been really stressed so all those issues will we'll really still continue to have to talk about and look at and examine and find our way okay. forward as well
0: well it's a brand new year
1: yep plenty to talk about as always
0: all right farewell we'll have lots to talk about in the future until next time see you and have a great week. Enjoy the conference.
1: I will indeed. And uh, yeah, talk to you next week.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.